everyone, welcome back to, guess what, it is, this time at least, a brand new episode of the Star Wars Time Show proper, and why do we say proper? Well, that's because it's the Friday show, and that's where you got Matt strapped in after a few beers, and Nick obviously has been meditating all night, and he's ready to bring harmony to the cast as Matt tries to tear it down, brick by fucking brick. But we're here, and we've got plenty of Star Wars news topics to discuss, why? Well, that's because I'm lazy, and I decided to give myself a break last week when we usually would record. Went to the beach with the family. It was fantastic, so I don't want to hear your shit, but we, we, we have a little little bit of a buildup here of Star Wars news. Think about if you're a guy, and maybe you can only use your left hand, you le- you've let it go for a few weeks. That's basically where we're at right now, and that may also be where I'm at in real life, but that's for <laughs> another day, another cast. The moral of the story here is, my friends, don't break your dominant hand if you're a man. It's bad. It's yeah. bad. It's, a, it's, it's not bad. a lot of fun. I mean, not, not a fun One of the worst aspects is the self-relieving aspect. And I'm talking <laughs> taking care of the little guy downstairs. <laughs> Just doesn't work with your offhand. I, I, you know, you take it to the bank. I'm telling you right now, you can sit there and say, oh, it's like a stranger. No, it's not. It's not. I would say it's almost equivalent to having like a family member doing it. It's awful. Okay. It's awful. But let's get into real life now. I know Nick's kind of like going, what the fuck's this guy talking about? But that's what we do. I mean, we get on here. Yeah, we want to talk Star Wars, but we also talk about real life. You know, we're just two guys, two Star Wars fans, casually sitting around some mics, just talking about life and why we love Star Wars. And sometimes you're going to get some dumb shit from me. Or maybe Nick, if we ever get him banged up on some sauce. You never know. <laughs> but we do. I mean, in all in all honesty, we, we have plenty to talk about tonight. And there's some great stuff. I mean, the, the Vanity Fair article came out last week. It dropped facts about, about the rise of the plot. So we're going to cover some of those. Uh, we've got our top five segment, which is going to be coming at the end of the cast. We may talk about a mashup. We've also got some stuff dealing with Ray's parentage, a rumor that popped up around that. We've got some issues with Matt Smith. So like I said, there's plenty to discuss, and that's exactly what we're going to do right now. We're going to lead off with a story that dropped last week that Nick covered, and it involved a, a, a period of time in the Star Wars saga that I think most fans would love to see take shape in a live-action setting. And that is the Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, so Knights of the Old Republic is definitely the the one of the best Star Wars stories ever told off of the big screen. It could even compete with some of the big screen movies for its storytelling aspects, its characters, and everything else. It's a fantastic, fantastic game, fantastic story. And now, exclusively from BuzzFeed News, we learned that Leda Caligritis, uh, the writer, the creator, first off. Uh, hey, um, hold on. How about Nick's fucking pronunciation right there? I know. I, I, I Did you look right that shit up? That. Did you, like, get a hooked on phonics for that name? Because that was pretty damn good. I didn't, but I... When I, I think was you're like, on, too. I mean, I think the first name's definitely Leda. Yeah, Leda. And Caligritis? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. K-A-L-O-G-R-I-D-I-S. Not an easy name to say. That's why you keep it around. He's, he's also a linguist. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with Caligritus. It might be Caligritus. He can, he, can, Who knows? he can speak Bausch every once in a while, too, if he wants to. Uh, you know, you can catch me in the uh, the Scum and Villainy bars every oh, now and then. Oh, <laughs> So, out of BuzzFeed News, exclusive from them, we learned that Leda is, is working on a script for Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, but is now, she a Star Wars fan? Is she a Star Wars fan? Let me tell you something... <laughs> Right now, I'm just gonna give you guys a rundown of Leda Caligritus. Okay, exactly. That that's why I said that, Nick. So please her, drop it on him. Yeah, her credentials. So this woman has is is the creator of Netflix TV series Altered Carbon. One of the creators created. Loved it, it by the way. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's fantastic. Wrote Alita Battle Angels. Altered Carbon. I have. It's a fantastic it's, show. It's really I mean, good, it's just, isn't it? Yeah. It's 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 yeah. Incredible television series. Again, yeah, it's a like great Netflix. concept. It was, it was executed well. It's very good. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, watch it. it but honestly, dude, that, that's fan. not even remotely her best credit. There's a credit on here right now that should just everyone should just be like, okay, we believe yeah. she's legit. And that's I mean, the Martin so, deal. Yeah, exactly. So you go to Shutter Island, Martin Scorsese. Right. Okay. Writing a Martin Scorsese film? Thank you. This there woman... you go. Okay, anyone, even, I don't care how young you are, if you are super young, look up Martin Scorsese. Look at the movies he's made. Look at the awards he's won. Look at the adulations for the actors and actresses that have worked in his movies. He is by far one of the probably top three directors of the last 40 50 years in yeah. terms of the impacts his movies have had easily on, yes. on cinema and probably even bigger on society yeah i mean this guy martin scorsese is the director that all directors strive to be i mean he is Goodfellas. in in the pantheon with people like james cameron steven Coppola. spielberg Lucas, so yeah, I mean, Coppola. yeah, I mean, like, he's he's up there, if not beyond he's, a lot of these He's guys. on the fucking Mount Rushmore of directors. Uh, exactly, right 100%. So, so, like, he may be the lead face, to be honest with you. Yeah, so, I mean, the fact well, that... if we're talking Star Wars land, we're going to still throw up our homeboy. But... Georgie boy, yeah, right. he's, he's up there. But, I mean, Martin Scorsese is undoubtedly one of the best directors of our time and even maybe the time before us. But, I mean, yeah, so she wrote Shutter Island, a fantastic Martin Scorsese film that was nominated for Oscars, as all of his films are. And if you want to look at her geek cred, Alita Battle Angel just came out this year. She was the writer of that. She wrote Good Termin- movie made money. Yeah, Terminator Genesis. She wrote Honestly, that. Honestly, I did not hate that movie. I know a lot of people kind of discount the Terminator sequels. But, honestly, if you just watch the one that Cameron's involved in again, you have to go... You know what? I don't know if these fucking other sequels were that bad. Yeah, I mean, it's so, like, good stuff. And then if you look at her her uh, writing credits right now on IMDb, for, for all of you anime and geek people out there, she's now attached as a writer for Sword Art Online, the TV series. Like, But is she a fan? So... Is she a Star Wars fan? I mean, there's <laughs> nothing that I can tell you about her. I don't know her personally. I There's nothing that says... She's not a Star Wars fan, I can tell you that. But based off of this, the, the types of movie that, movies that she writes, and it looks like where her interests lie, I can guarantee you. Yeah, bro. That she I mean, she lives in the sci-fi arena. I yeah, mean, that, that's all she does. I, I mean, Alexander is the only movie she's 
written that isn't science fiction. Yeah, science fiction. Or I, I mean, Shutter like, Island, sure. I mean, that's more kind of, of like crime yeah. thriller type yeah. of deal, right? Yeah. I mean, there's some like horror, like. Isn't there? Yeah, there's like some. Is there some supernatural? Stuff I was gonna involved? say like some supernatural horror aspects to it a little right. bit. So too, again, so she like, she lives in in the fictional land. Yeah. So based off of her credits, and then you know just the success of everything that she's worked on, I'm very excited to see what she can do with Knights of the Old Republic. I can almost contend, Nick, if her name was Bob Caligritis, people probably wouldn't have cared. No, not at all. And that's the fucking sad aspect of life right now is that the fact that she's a, a woman, I think that's why people are questioning her credentials to make or write these these movies, and it, it's just bonkers to me. So I guess my question for you, dude, is who's directing these motherfuckers? Are, are, are these the Got Brothers or the Got Duos films, or is this something else? Yeah, I know. That's the, that's the interesting question that I brought up in the in the piece that I wrote is that we already know that the GOT bros, David uh, Benioff and D.B. Weiss, they are supposed to be leading their own trilogy. I don't know if that means writing them all themselves. I don't know if they're going to be directing. You would you would think so considering that is their profession, right? Yeah. Because I mean, these guys are writers by trade. I know they ended up directing multiple episodes of Got. But yeah, they're, they're writers. Yeah, they're storytellers. So exactly, I, I feel like this is you know if she's just started, if 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 Leda has just started writing the script or scripts because we don't know. I mean, we don't know if they're going to go for a trilogy, uh, you know, a two parter or or a single nice little product movie. But if she just started writing the script, then you can probably expect that it would take you know a little bit longer than two years to complete just a full write-up because you still have to get it passed by you know by disney lucasfilm you're gonna have to work with if, if it is for the got bro she has to work with them to make sure that everything is you know on the on the level with them so i'm gonna say that this is something that could either come after their trilogy or maybe you know, maybe Disney's just kind of building their their portfolio here for Star Wars. Maybe they're getting stuff ready to see, like, hey, if 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 Return Star Wars twenty twenty one, like or twenty yeah twenty twenty two hits, then we have something in the pipe ready to go in case we want to put out something fast. Well, I mean, didn't we? Or wasn't it revealed? You know, they did line up. Okay, yeah, we're doing a, we're doing Star Wars. We're taking a fucking three-year break because we're assholes. And then we're going to do one every other year up through 2026. But didn't they say that, yeah, we are going beyond that? Yeah, they're going to go beyond 2026. I mean, they said that they were they had Star Wars for another decade now at least. Now we just talked about the three-year break again. I'm already pissed off. Just depressed. Yeah. It's Whatever. We've already done this cast, so I'm just going to stop myself there. But... <laughs> I want to headbutt Bob Iger right now. I know. I, I just like, started. Just look at, hey, Bob, how you doing? Bah! Like right in his <laughs> fucking face and break his teeth or something. Just a just a very odd decision. But, yeah, I mean, I really do think that, that Leda's stuff could be, you know, if she stays on as a writer through the whole project, I think I mean, that do they you could think be this building is, it. Could it be Disney Plus material? I mean, Iger said he doesn't really want movies on there. I mean, Ga- I, mean honestly, I, I, just, I just find this odd. 
especially with the Got Bros, and that's who we kind of thought would be doing KOTOR or Old Republic stuff. Yeah, exactly. Especially because they are writers by trade. Why would they bring in another writer unless they are just going to be directors? But I, I don't think that's the case. I think it's going to be kind of how Ryan handled TLJ or, or if he gets his new trilogy where they kind of create and execute. Yeah, I agree there. So I I want to see Nice Hill. I don't want to see Nice Hill Republic on Disney Plus. Let me put it that way. Like I would be happy, yes, if we got it and it was on Disney Plus, but the way well, What if it I was like a, an actually fleshed out series? Would you be okay or you, you just want a quick shot 2-hour movie? I don't want a Game of Thrones on my Star Wars. I mean, ideally, I would I would like a trilogy because I don't think that you could do it properly with one movie. So I guess you're right. You know, the way to do it is really either in a long form television series like Game of Thrones or in a proper movie trilogy like, right. you know, we've seen with all of the, the proper Star Wars trilogies. Yeah. I mean, in the end, Nick, this this era needs at minimum six to seven hours of storytelling. Yeah. And, and that that would be your movie trilogy or you could increase it to 10 plus with a series. Exactly. So I, I, I'm really excited. I'm excited to know that this is happening. I mean, Kathleen Kennedy had come out before this announcement right after Celebration and said that. You know, they were kicking around ideas for, for Knights of the Old Republic material. Um, she didn't say whether it was going to be movies or, or Disney Plus. But now that we see that we have a, I mean, a very seasoned writer, a very seasoned fantasy and sci-fi writer and creator working on this, I mean, that's a step in the right direction. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see you know where this goes if she's gonna stay on the project and like i'm just happy that the fucking words nice of the old republic and writer you know have appeared and we're not just like pulling shit out of our asses like we have been because the 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 weiss and benioff stuff like we keep saying like nice old republic nice old republic we haven't heard anything like that's just speculation that's what we want but to know that that you know, Leda Caligritis, a really seasoned sci-fi fantasy writer, is is working on that now for I know, for man. She is a girl. She's a lady, but also the main character. <laughs> you're- Isn't that just ridiculous? <laughs> it uh, it makes me feel creepy to even say that. I- I'm doing it sarcastically. It's a little weird. It's a but, little. But weird. this is this is real life, my friends. I know, but like there are literally fans out there questioning her credentials, probably because she's a woman. She has written things that I wish I could write. Like, you know, I, I fancy myself a storyteller every now and then, but like to, (laughs) to know, like, you know, to see the things that she's written and and the success that she's had in her career. I mean, like literally creating one of the best, like, you know, a, I don't want to say maybe not one of the best, but a very, very good Netflix television series that a sci-fi television series like that's dream stuff so of course but like i said earlier i mean to me the the validation here is that martin himself either bought her script or wanted to loop in or asked her to come in to do it yeah exactly like i mean this is a guy that's made some of the most iconic films ever in hollywood so she was the sole adapter of the novel so um Dennis Lehane was the novelist for Shutter Island, and then um, later she wrote the screenplay. She wrote she sole writer of the screenplay. Yeah, right. So I mean, again, just fucking incredible, fantastic work by this woman. So 
Um, yeah, so that's the news out there. Make sure to look up her uh, her resume on IMDb. If you've never seen any of the movies that she's associated with, definitely worth a watch for sure. Shutter Island, Alita Battle Angel. And uh, I mean, like Matt said, if you if you like sci-fi fantasy movies and you're not like beholden to the original three or some people look at it as the original two Terminator movies, go give Ter- Terminator Genesis a watch. It's not bad. It's better than Terminator Salvation. I'll say that. Um, I mean, in the end, dude, I'll take any type of fucking nonsense sci-fi movie. I don't care. I like the, the Terminator movies as is didn't really bother me. I, I'd honestly say the one with Claire Danes and the other bootleg um, dude playing homeboy. Yeah. That was Terminator. John was probably the worst. Terminator I mean, 3. I actually think Salvation and Genesis are better than 3. Yeah. 3 was real bad. <laughs> 3 was. But I'm I'm still someone that it, when it comes to fiction, I, I don't care. I mean, I'm, I'm still going to have a good time. I, I've never understood people unless the movie is really just garbage. Yeah. They're like, oh, my God. It's like, dude, we're watching a movie about fucking robots that wear skin and shit. Who cares? Yeah, I know. It's like, come on. Grow the fuck like, up. Really, how upset can that movie honestly make you? Who gives a shit? And also, I like real quick before we move on from this, I mentioned this to Matt offcast, and we'll bring it up. If if people out there really think that you need to be a Star Wars fan to write a Star Wars movie, the guy who came in at the end of Rogue One to quote unquote save it, to like give it its pop that made it the one like one of the the best Star Wars movies out there, the one that people the ones that people love, like that was Tony Gilroy, and Tony Gilroy hates Star Wars. Like he's literally like, this shit's for kids. Like you can read a fucking interview with him after he finished writing. He's like, this. Oh, is- he's such an asshole. Yeah. I mean, we we talked about this I think before we made our shift over to just SWT. I mean, this is a guy I would honestly probably punch in real yeah. life if I've ever met. Gilroy him. is a dick, and bu- he's an arrogant, cocky asshole that thinks Star Wars is beneath him. And he's a god for coming in to grace it with his presence. Yeah. But then again, he wrote one of, probably one of the best scenes that we've ever seen in Star Wars, and that was that fucking Vader hallway scene. Like, that yeah. wasn't in the movie when when um, Gareth Edwards had finished. Like, he came in and he reworked that ending, and that ending is what everybody was like, holy fuck, like, that's some heavy shit. Like, and that's what everybody likes. So you don't need to be a Star Wars fan to write good Star Wars. You just... You know, need to know what you're doing in in the the movie business, and Gilroy knows that, and Leda knows that as well. So, Matt, let's let's move on now, and let's get to the meat exactly. of this podcast. In the yeah, we're, let's get into our tross shit because yeah. there was a bunch of tross that came out. If you're not familiar with the term tross, you're an idiot. It's the Rise of Skywalker dummies. Get it? T R O S. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little uh, extra special tonight, my friends. Just, just bear with me. I'm not saying I'm extra drunk. It's just been a few weeks since Nick and I have done this, so I'm kind of charged up. Yeah, energy. Uh, but w- we got a whole bunch of fucking trust stuff. I mean, obviously the the Vanity Fair, but Nick's gonna go ahead and lead with one that he put out this week. That this has been a a a curious uh kind of story thread that has persisted throughout the rise of skywalker and i I don't think it's done yet and i think this move is the most curious aspect of this saga so nick go ahead and let him know we're talking about yeah so for you guys out there who have been following the casting of rise of skywalker from the from day one like we have you know you know that matt smith 
the Matt Smith that played Doctor Who in the Doctor Who television series was cast and announced uh, along with the the full reveal early right, on, like officially. Yeah, by this, this was official at one point in time by StarWars.com. Like they put out the cast list. They were like, "Here's Naomi Aki. She's going to be joining us. Here's uh, Richard E. Grant. He's joining yep. us. Here's Matt Smith. He's joining us. So like he was listed. Dominic Mo- or, uh, Monahan. Yeah. Yep. So like all of Mary. The, uh, all of these people were announced for these movies along with the re- returning cast. But now it seems like Matt Smith has found himself removed from the official cast list for The Rise of Skywalker. And this this can be found on the official Star Wars website when you go to, like, the casting page. He's, he's no longer there. Like, he's just not not a part of it anymore. Um, so... What, so what the, what, what the fuck do you think's going on? Yeah, here, th- like, there's a lot of... I mean... D- do you think it is because he is tied to the whole Palpatine return? It's yeah. Or do you think he legitimately is gone? The way that I look at it is is that I don't know if if Lucasfilm would go as far as to remove his name from the cast list just to shoot down a rumor. Like it, I don't know if they right. would do that. Like so, in my mind, would likely happen. I I, I get it, man. It, it's, it's the whole thing. Like I said, is just it's odd. Yeah. Like this whole saga around matt smith and tross it's weird yeah like we we hadn't heard anything about his character at all uh we even found out about richard e grant's character uh we'll talk about that later but like for matt smith we hadn't heard anything then there was a rumor that came out and if you haven't heard about this we'll we'll kind of you know spoiler alert spoiler alert i'll give it a few seconds spoiler alert come back in two minutes spoiler alert all right so there was a rumor that was out there for making Star Wars that he was going to play this dark side acolyte that would become possessed by Palpatine at the end of the yeah, movie. He's basically the key for Palpatine's return. Yeah. So this rumor came out, got a lot of traction, and and people started to, to really buy into it. And then that was about two weeks ago, and then now, this week... Uh, StarWars.com removes him from the official cast list. They've never even mentioned anything about the rumor or, you know, discussed it in any way like a rumor was discussed that we'll uh, talk about soon. So for all intents and purposes, it seems like Matt Smith has been completely removed from this film, either by by choice of the Lucasfilm people to, to try to quash this rumor or the more likely scenario is that Matt Smith was cast, did film parts, and then we know that we're finished. And we know that that JJ and the team are in the editing phase of this movie. So it could be that Matt Smith's character just hit the cutting room floor in its entirety. Um, But here's the thing. I even think then, like when that happens, which it happens all the time in movies, you still get a credit. Like just because you were cut, you still filmed and you did work by the union. You still get credit. I mean, I, yeah. Like by SAG, I believe he would still get credit. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I would ask. I would have to ask my my stunt buddies and how SAG works. But knowing their union, if if he did anything for the production, he's getting credit. Yeah. Well, that's interesting then. So that shoots down that theory. I mean. I really can't think of any other reason he would be removed from the cast list then unless it was just I know, like, dude, it, it, dude it, it's weird. It's really weird. It's almost like he broke something in a contract. Yeah. 
Uh, but you can't. It's like how? Because you look anyone that's ever asked him, "Are you in Star Wars?" He's basically said, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, he hasn't said anything about it. Like, <laughs> and as you said, that this was an official Lucasfilm posting. The guy was in the movie. Yeah, I mean, if <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, returning cast members: Daisy, Adam, John, Oscar, Lapita, uh, Dom Hall, Gleason, Kelly, Junis, Billy Lord. Joining the cast, Naomi Aki, Richard E. Grant, Carrie Russell. And that's it. <laughs> like, and then you have Mark Hamill, Anthony Daniels, Billy D. Like, he's not in it anymore. Like, and I'm also going, like, the fact that they tease that Palpatine's returning at Celebration, why are they so secretive about it now if Matt Smith is involved with making that come to be? Yeah. You know, it's like, who cares? You've already let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, like, it's not... Who gives a shit if he is a part of Palpatine's return? Yeah, I mean, like, essentially, you're you're just removing him as a plot device? Like, I just don't understand yeah, what I, I, happen. Dude, I, I don't even know where to go with this. It, it's so strange. Yeah, it's... It, it's just it, it's just strange from top to bottom. I mean, the, the dude was officially cast. Rumors came out about what he could be playing. Nothing was commented on. He said he's not even in the movie. And now, officially, Lucasfilm removes him from the movie. So, I, as you said, I think it's unprecedented, honestly. Yeah, I mean... Because I, I believe even if you acted and you got cut, you're still getting paid. You're still getting a credit. Yeah. I, I don't... Yeah, I don't see how this could happen. I mean, there were rumors. I, mean, I tell you right now, my, my buddy, he did Thanos scenes for Endgame. He did Korg scenes for Endgame. Most of them were cut. He still made a lot of money, and he's still going to get residuals. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, if they, like, discussed with him, like, hey, look, there's this thing going around out here, and we don't like it, so we're just going to remove you from the cast list <laughs> oh, for the time dude, being. I don't like, know. It's it's so fucking odd, and, and, man. The whole thing's odd. And the thing is, is like there's been there've been other rumors about unannounced characters. I mean, like K- Carrie Russell's character was was had rumors about her, and you know, before she, you know, it was officially revealed that she was this, you know. Yeah, this, I mean, at one point in time, she was basically Leia, Ray, you know, any female's mom, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. She was a mom of everyone. Yeah, and so. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, again, this is a very, very odd circumstance. It's, it's fucking crazy, dude. It really is. I, I don't I, I don't get the motivation from either angle here. It's like, what does Disney get from removing him? I mean, does it? are they really going to reshoot an entire character? I mean, what happens if they... Because someone guessed that he may be playing Palpatine's vessel? Ha- okay, so is this even possible? I'm going to throw this out there. What happens if they cast him? Like they said, "Hey, you got this part. You're gonna play this guy. It's gonna be great." And then JJ comes in. He starts filming. He gets into the groove, and then he realizes, like, we really don't have space for this. Like, I thought that this character was gonna work. It doesn't work. Sorry, Matt. We're just not gonna film you. Like, it's just not gonna happen. Like, could that have okay, happened? I mean, I, I guess I think that could be the only explanation. I mean, that way, the the so the reveal would be legit. Like they right. actually thought he would have been there and then he just didn't film anything. So, I mean, it's, it's an interesting mate. Like a lot of the rumors that were going around is like, he was going to play young Palpatine in, in, in flashbacks. And I could see that. I could see that knowing Palpatine. Oh, dude, he's got the look. Yeah. I mean, he could easily, they could easily with some makeup 
fucking form him into a young Ian. I and mean, he's got like the sunken eyes, yep. especially for just going full emperor look. Yeah. So if if like that was JJ's intention going in, but then he got into the swing and he was like, it's just not gonna fit anymore. Then they remove him, and then they could they could drop him without having any kind of you know union disputes or anything like that. So that's the only other thing I could think of. Yeah, it, it, it's it's bonkers. I mean, I've I've said it over and over. It, it's weird. I mean, it's just we're just gonna have to see how it plays out. But it, it sounds like he's gone. Yeah, I mean, for whatever reason. I mean, I'm telling you right now, legally, in Hollywood, they're not just going to terminate an actor's credit for fun. Yeah, it's it's not how not how things work over there apparently. There's no way. I mean, if he did anything in the movie, there's no way they come out and say he's gone from the credits. Yeah, and look, there's no way. Even if he does hit the cutting room floor, he still gets that footage to show it, in it, auditions it, and that, stuff. Yes, like, that so. is the point I've been trying to make. You're exactly right. Yeah, so like you have the right. If to he all did of anything stuff. on camera, he's getting a fucking credit. Yeah, and I mean, like, you can even go on, like, dude, you can go on IMDb and he's not even there. I mean, like, he's he's pretty much scrubbed f- from the whole thing. Oh, they they just deleted him from the entire internet. Like, the guy's never acting again. Yeah. <laughs> Disney and Lucasfilm are like, fuck you, you fucked up our fucking Star Wars, you're dead. Yeah, I know. He's like, you'll ne- he may never I mean, work. <laughs> at this point, can someone please check on Matt Smith? Is he Is alive? He alive? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, is he even alive at this point? I mean, we don't even, like, we have everybody else's character along, I mean, everybody else on there along with the characters that were announced for them. So now Carrie's character is there. Dominic Monaghan's character has not been announced, and he's on the cast list on IMDb, but just has no character name. So, like, it is. I mean, we, we've we been going on about this for a little while, but it's just a very odd circumstance. We want you guys out there to, like... Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's batshit stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a little crazy. So, if you were... I mean, it's better than hear about directors getting fired mid-production and we're going to try to limp shit along, but it, it's still... It's very odd. Yeah. It really is. Very much so. So... Um, yeah, so if you were looking forward to seeing Matt Smith in this movie, he may or may not be in it anymore. Right. So you just have to keep your eyes peeled for a TARDIS in the background, yeah. I guess. Just blink it in. All right, so moving on to our, our next trust story. And this one honestly had a lot more pizzazz to it earlier in the week. But uh, Pablo Hidalgo, part of the story group at Lucasfilm, may have sucked a lot of the wind out of its sails. So who knows where this is going to go. But But essentially... The homies over at Making Star Wars on one of their sub-podcasts, I forget the actual name of the cast, but uh, they, they talked about another rumor that, that Jason has been fed, and, and it dealt with Ray's parentage. And it, it was quite interesting, and honestly, it was a rumor that exploded the fandom instantly. I, I don't even know where Nick Nick's feelings are at on this rumor yet. We'll, we'll kind of get into this because we, we didn't really have a chance to kind of sit down and talk about our takes on it. But here it is. Here is the rumor. So essentially in regards to Ray's parentage, according to this rumor, Ray is Han's daughter but not Leia's daughter. So how'd this happen? Well, when Han and Leia were estranged, which we know they were. I mean, this is canon. Han knocked some lady up and had Ray, and apparently Leia didn't know about it, but maybe Ben knew about it, and that's why Ben was so wonky and this, that, and the other thing, and that's why he ended up being shipped off to Luke, and then he became Kylo. Uh, so for all intents and purposes, the rumor here was that Han 
while with Leia when they're on down period, went out, got himself some strange, and had a ray. And he probably didn't know about it. It's probably like some deadbeat stuff. So first things first, Nick, let's just approach it from the concept of this rumor. How did you process it? Are you with some of the people who are like, oh my God, Dizzy is just wanting to fuck this shit up right from the get-go. How dare you fucking tarnish the character of Han fucking Solo, a known scumbag. <laughs> How dare you make him look like a scumbag? Or were you like, you know, if you really think about it, in the headspaces that Leia was in, if she was training with her brother and dealing with the galaxy and just the character of Han who begrudgingly kind of became a good guy... Could you see when the two were separated, Han maybe diddling around a little bit? I mean, so yeah. what was your take? It's definitely not. Um, it's not hard to believe from the Han perspective. Like Han, I don't think would have okay, any good. bones. So you're about not. That. You're not a nut job. No, yeah, like he wouldn't have any bones about. It. Like you said, he is a scoundrel. He is a. You know, an underworld kid. We saw that in Solo. Now, obviously. You know, in the two in the two instances of life that we've seen Han in, he has been kind of, you know, in in the first one he was you know really stuck on to Kira, and then in the original trilogy he was really stuck on to Leia. So you know, but that doesn't say. No, you're right, you know, dude. When it comes down to it, Han can be a really good guy when a woman's involved. Yeah, and you never outside of that. I mean, let's just break down his character, dude. In A New Hope, all he wanted to do was get away. If it, w- if it wasn't for Chew fucking Baca, I contend there's no way Han comes back to save the day. No, not at all. Not at all. Chewbacca's the one that made him feel like a piece of shit. Okay, let's go to Empire Strikes Back. The beginning. What did Han want to do? Get the fuck out of Dodge. His only concern was getting away from Han. Echo base. Yeah, he's like, look, I gotta go pay this bounty on my head off, so I'll see you fuckers right. later. <laughs> like, the only reason he stayed is because he knew they were getting attacked by the Empire, and he knew that the princess was not gonna get out safe. Yeah. So he took it upon himself because he loved her to get her out. And and so I mean, the, the, the basically until he was frozen in carbonite. He still is ultimately looking out for his own desires. Yeah, and even, you know, the the downtime between 6 and 7, we know that, like, he wanted to go, like, he wasn't comfortable being in this life of a, of a monogamous husband and father. Like, he didn't want to do it. Like, he wanted to go back out. He wanted to smuggle. He wanted to live that life again, which is why the relationship between him and Leia was so strange. And it wasn't just Han's fault. Like we're not trying to cast Han as a deadbeat dad or just a bad man. I believe it was also explained that Leia was highly conflicted too, because she could not pull away from the resistance galactic politics. Exactly. So she, that was her life and that was his life. That's why they're, they're such interesting characters when they're paired together because they are truly yin and yang. I mean, they are the, epitome of opposites attract she's all about law and order and doing the right thing he's all about skirting under the law and how much can he bend the rules to benefit himself yeah so those two yeah it was it's a 
perfect example of a marriage that was probably destined to fail. I mean, so I'm getting from you that you're not in the camp out there screaming at the top of your lungs. You better not do this. You better not ruin another character's growth. God damn it. This Han would never fucking do this shit. What the fuck, you fucking idiots? I'm going to boycott this shit right out of the fucking game. Yeah, no, I'm not in that. I'm definitely not in that group. It would fit along with Han's kind of character and character development. What I do think would be odd about it, though, is that, like, the way that it would play in the story, like, the story, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know how it would play. I don't know if they would bring in like the mother in some way. Cause is the mother just a throwaway now? Like, well, I guess like some of the angle people were making is like, well then this would make Kylo 100% right. You know, your parents very well may could have been drunks. Yeah. Both of them. Han I mean, and they, the they were saying, I also read that Han's initial introduction in TFA was supposed to be him drinking in a bar. I mean, I, uh, if that's confirmed, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, it could be, it could, and it also plays in the, to Kylo, even in TFA, he said to Ray, like, you know, you look at Han, you think he's great, but he's like, if you knew the full story, he's a fucking scumbag. Yeah, exactly. Like you, yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I'm definitely in the camp going like, do I want this to happen? Eh, I'd almost rather Ray just be anonymous at this point, if this is where we're going. But if this is where we're going, I, I don't have a problem with yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you have to see. I, I do narratively think it could work. But in the end, Nick, there's no point in even worrying about it because little short chubby Pablo came out and basically said to a fan, it doesn't fit with the timeline. Han and Leia were together up until about five years before TFA. Yeah, and Ray was 19 in TFA, so there's no way that he could have gotten a woman pregnant after he left Leia and then also had that kid be Ray. There's just not enough time. So Right, it, it, he does, it does make a lot of sense. Yeah, So and, and but then again... Because, I mean, unless Han was literally... You know, banging in a period that hasn't been explored yet. I mean, maybe in the books, I, I guess the period might have been explored. It doesn't quite line up, at least to the uh, cinematic narrative. No, yeah, absolutely not. And, you know, that kind of quashes some other rumors and speculation that's been out there, too, this five-year time period. To know, to know that, to know that Han and Leia were together up until five years before TFA is pretty big because... You know, some of see. I even I even question that. I, I'm sure he's right. I mean, I hope he's right. He's on the fucking story group for Christ's sake. Yeah, <laughs> and but wh- where the fuck does that come from? Is that from the aftermath book? Yeah, I mean, I haven't read it anywhere. If there are people out there who have read, who are listening, let us know if that's been. Because uh, dude, I'm being serious. At least to me, in the way TFA's played out, I felt like Han and Leia hadn't seen each other for at least a decade. Yeah, it's it, it had been a while. I mean, but that's the thing is like you know. That essentially, your only other thing, I mean, like that, that kind of squashes the whole Han and Leia are her parents' angle anyway, unless they both just played it like geniuses that, that, that they didn't reveal that they were her parents in TFA. Cause if she's, see, I, I still think it would, it, it could work for them still. It though. could. Timeline, this, that, and the other thing. I mean, who cares if she's 19 or not? I mean, they, they literally could have had her. Right when shit was breaking down, when when Ben was ten, I I still like I question Pablo's five years thing. I mean, at least the snippets I've read, it seemed like Han and Leia 
basically were on the rocks since Return of the Jedi. Yeah, they. <laughs> I mean, there there might have been like a, a good three or five years after that, but ever since then, it's been up and down. Yeah, I mean, because Leia probably wanted to in- insert herself back into the galactic politics as soon as possible. Right. So, I mean, and if you figure Ben's and Ray's age, I mean it. Yes, they could have had Ray when Ben was around ten. Yeah, and if Ben was already off with, I mean, we don't know how long he was with Uncle Luke. We don't know where he was if he was. I, like else. I said, like, I'm probably this is probably pulling it out of my nipples, but I'm almost positive that Ben was sent with Luke around when he was ten or eleven. Yeah, I mean, it could be, and if that's the case, then then it still holds up that that Han and Leia can be her parents, but. The, the one thing I was like when I read this, like, okay, whatever, whatever. I, 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 is it perfect? No. Does it make sense? I think it it could, yes. Clearly, it's going to piss off the nuts. So at this point, I almost hope it's not true just so we don't have to deal with another two or three years of fucking idiots bitching about dumb shit. Yeah. I w- you know, like like we've dealt with TLJ. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just a weird, it's a weird theory. Like, it's a weird theory because I feel like Han being her father is an important part, but I guess like if you're going to reveal the father, I would want to know who the mom is for some reason. I don't know. I mean, like it may not make a damn bit. Well, of difference. You're also going to get the people like, well, if, it, if it's just Han, how the fuck is Ray so superpowered? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And my point to that is like, well, I, I'm pretty sure that's what they tried to set up in the TL and TLJ it was like, listen, I know we've kind of made a big deal that skywalkers are like the dominant force users out there but have the rest of you idiots forgot about the prequels yeah i mean there were a ton (laughs) i mean let's not even worry about old republic i mean the prequels are at least canon do you guys not remember a arena full of fucking sword waving assholes yeah like obi-wan kenobi Um, they're not all (laughs) skywalkers so yeah, do you remember Qui Gon Jinn? Uh, by the way, do you guys remember this guy called Yoda? Yeah, great. Do you guys remember this guy called Obi Wan Kenobi? Mace Windu. So many. Ma- oh yeah, <laughs> that guy Mace Windu or Kiadu Mundi. Oh hey, guess what? They had force powers. Yeah, all of them. Isn't that fucking crazy? <laughs> all Nick? of them did. That's so cool. These guys, they're Jedi masters, and they had force powers, and they're. And their name wasn't Skywalker. What the fuck, dude? It's very confusing how that can happen. I mean, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> what are we going to do? I don't know. My whole Star Wars has been ruined. I... They're not Skywalkers, man. You can't be a powerful Jedi unless you're Skywalker. Oh, man. Now I have to rethink my whole theory, my whole movie. But we all forget that fucking Yoda has been around for 900 years. Yeah. So... It's just like, I mean, people are just, it's like selective memory to fit their own narrative. Yeah. But like Matt said, this is really shot down now because Pablo base, Pablo Hidalgo basically came out and said that like, no, this isn't true. And, and as <laughs> I said, I, I'm okay with it, but I ultimately don't want it to happen just based on the reaction this week. Yeah. It's, I don't, I want to try to avoid as much nonsense around nine as possible so people can possibly move on with their star wars lives yeah i mean look we're gonna have episode nine here in seven months and then we're gonna have no star wars movies for three years right as much as people have bitched that they don't want sanitized star wars that's all people want. yeah they just want it sanitized star you wars. want it sanitized your own way <laughs> like this what pe- people want a a white guy as the winner the leader the the powerful guy 
and and his name has to be a Skywalker. So outside of that, most people can't fucking handle new Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, I mean, I would hate to see if people like that play the video games because none of the main characters are Skywalkers. Anyway, what do you mean, dude? How could they be Jedi then? <laughs> It's a weird thing, storytelling. Well, when people say that, I just look at them and I go, you know what? You don't even fucking know what you're talking about. You, you, you can't even be a Star Wars fan if that's your fucking comic. Yeah, just real. You're fucking idiots. <laughs> Did you ever hear of fucking Yoda? That's all you have to say. Yoda, yeah. Did you ever hear of Yoda? The one who trained Luke Skywalker? Oh, well. Anyway. All we right. got a big piece coming up here, and Matt, now we got the big yeah. boy coming. Here. You you covered this, so this is this comes straight out of Vanity Fair, and Vanity Fair is lucky enough to get all of the major Star Wars exclusives before they drop into theaters. Oh yeah, I mean, so it happens every film. They bring out Annie, and you know, Annie being a fake photographer myself, obviously she's a legend. She's essentially what I would be if I shot real people. She's mostly um, portraits and moments versus staging action sequences but she's a legend and you know she, she was the photographer for this big write-up nick that, that dropped last week or by the time you guys are listening this will be two weeks old so you've probably at least read it seen some of the pictures but what we want to do is to cover now because of this article and what we've learned since celebration we now have for you you star wars fans 11 that's one one concrete take it to the bank facts about the plot of the rise of skywalker yeah and okay nick so we now know i mean we've gone literally in march to not knowing the fucking title we now know the title we've seen some footage and we also know 11 concrete facts about the plot and really that's all that we've been waiting for for so long is just to know something. We saw all of these leaks. We saw that poster that has all these characters we had never heard about before and everybody wanted information and now we're finally getting it. And that means that we're inching ever closer to the release. So Matt, why don't you, why don't you take us through this list and give us a little bit of information on where we're going to be going, who we're going to be seeing and the events that we may uh, walk through in the in the Rise of Skywalker. Right. Not a problem, Nick. I can do that for you because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> so like I said, we, we got 11 concrete details now about the facts. And the first one here is we now know, uh, excuse me, that we're getting at least two new planets. And these pl- planets are going to be, and, and this is my best pronunciation until we hear it in film, but Pasana and Kijimi. Yep. So, Pasana is the desert planet we've been seeing. So, that planet Nick and I are wondering, is this Jakku? Is this Tatooine? Is this something new? Well, it's something new. It's Pasana. It's described as, obviously, it's a desert planet. This is the the Wadi Rum Jordan location shoot uh, shots that you've seen. And it's going to be home to another factor we're going to talk about, some of the new aliens we're going to meet in, in Tross. Uh, but it's described as being on the edge of the known galaxy, which is interesting, Nick, because we, we've obviously heard a lot of things about the unknown regions, the unknown galaxy, if you will, uh, kind of described in this sequel trilogy, uh, even in Star Wars Resistance, you know, Poe and Kaz took some trips to the unknown region. So it sounds like Pisan is sitting on the edge yep. here, which makes a lot of sense. And it makes sense that our heroes are probably going to be there. Our antagonists are probably going to be there. So they're probably going to be there for a, a 
very important reason. Yeah, I mean, we know that, you know, we've seen Naomi Aki's character there, so she's going to play a big part of it. And then also, if we, you know, kind of getting down this list, like you mentioned, there's another uh, group that we may see on Pasana and... Oh, we're going to see him on Pasana. I actually think Naomi's character is not on Pasana. So she's on a different desert planet then. Right. I okay. think she's going to be on, on the jungle, maybe Kajimi. Uh, Pasana, clearly, that's where we see the awesome opening sequence, the teaser there. It's where we saw kind of these guys zipping around on speeder bikes. It's where we saw Poe and Finn zipping around with C-3PO. I believe that's Pasana. Yeah. I, I think the... Um, uh, Naomi Aki's character, J- was it Jana? John- Jana, yeah, Jana. Jana, Jana, J A N N. She may be on, and it may not even be revealed yet. It, it, but it also may be um, Endor or a planet around Endor where the Death Star. Yeah, at. that's what I'm. Yeah, thinking. true. Just just based on the scenery shots or the environment shots we've got. Yeah, that's her. a good point because she is seen in more of like a like an open field area. There's some right. like what we're going to talk about the aliens. They're they're concrete fact number two. But there are there are going to be a defined alien race that probably the good guys are going to interface with on Pasan. Yeah, and the second planet Kajimi is a snow dusted planet, and that is also the home to the to another character that we're going to get to a little bit later in this list so it's the home of the thieves Thieves quarters we'll leave it at that and i think that is a huge revelation nick so when we get to number five we'll kind of dive into that but so yeah we we now know at least factually we're getting two new planets pasana and kajimi so that's pretty cool i mean that that clears up some speculation uh in terms of some of the locations we saw in the trailer uh, but it still doesn't give us that much to work off. So concrete fact number two, and, and we've already been talking about in that those are the new aliens. And these are what I'm pronouncing as the Aki Aki. Yep. I mean, they could very easily be the Akai Akai. Uh, but basically, A-K-I-A-K-I. These people, I believe, will be the uh, natural inhabitants of Pasadena. Yeah, and if you remember seeing the images from the Vanity Fair article or even from some of the leaks they are very alien like in their characteristics they're 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 humanoid they're bipedal but they wear these very traditional robes um lots of red and they look colors. like nomads yeah. they look like desert nomads yeah yeah that's a perfect way to put it so um if you you can look them up on on wikipedia or you can go onto the vanity fair article and you can see those but the aki aki they're they're very interesting and cool looking uh new alien there and like Matt said, they're probably going to be interfacing with our heroes. And we also know, if we go into number three here, that the Knights of Ren are confirmed to at least appear on Pasana, which means that we could have a bit of interfacing between the Akiaki and our heroes, but also between the Akiaki and our villains, if the Knights of Ren are going to be the villains that we expect them to be and have expected them to be since TFA. So we could be in a situation to where our heroes are showing up on Pasana in order to stop a Knights of Ren incursion or stop right. them from culling and killing this, this Akiaki species of alien. Um, I, I just, I mean, that was probably my, one of my favorite pieces of the VF article was just the fucking shot of the Knights yeah, of Ren. Yeah, seeing JJ standing uh, I mean, that, that gave us a, a solar Easter egg. I don't know if you, you've seen that, Nick, but literally... 
One of the Knights of Ren's weapons is the same weapon you can see in Dryden Voss's office in Solo. Oh, really? I have to go look at it again. Damn. It, it's dead on, dude. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's picture perfect Easter egg. Nice. Which which opens up like, why? Is it just a nod to fans or is it tying the films together, the universe together? It's kind of cool. Either way, I'm just glad that the, the Knights are confirmed we got images of them working with JJ. You got a dude that's got like a fucking Samus arm. I mean, literally a gun yep. arm. I, I am so excited for the Knights of Ren uh, just because they've been teased for so long. And all we've ever gotten of them is a fucking flashback. Yeah, the flashback in TFA. And then that was it. I, I just I feel like they're they're going to be major a major factor in the Rise of Skywalker's. Program. I would hope so. I, yeah. I think they're going to fundamentally shift the course of the plot, in particular for Kylo. Yeah, I mean, Kylo took the name Ren for a reason. Either, you know, he took the name Ren as like his, He created this yeah. shit. I mean, he is, he's described the as leader. leader of the Knights of exactly. Ren. Exactly. So he took the name Ren as, you know, maybe a pseudo nod to the old Darths of, you know, of the ancient Sith and the... the the Sith of, of Palpatine's day and, you know, changing his name to Kylo Ren to kind of show himself as a dark side entity. And then his followers became known as the Knights of Ren, of him, of Kylo Ren. So it is going to be interesting to see the dynamic between them because we've seen two full movies, like you've said, where Kylo is functioning on his own and there's no Knights of Ren to be seen. Like the <laughs> dude, they're not even referenced in TLJ. Yeah. I mean, at least in TFA, Snoke's like, "Oh, the mighty leader, of the Knights of Ren, blah blah, is a pussy, something like yeah, that." Yeah, I mean, the only thing from but they just disappeared. Yeah, TLJ, there was a rumor at one point that that we were going to see the Knights of Ren kind of on Acto at one point, but obviously that never came to fruition. We don't know if it was filmed and and hit the floor or no, something that like that. That was like, again just fan building. Yeah, so. I'm really excited. You're right. Like this is huge because these people could have a massive impact. Here, here's here's the, the, the tricky part about uh, what VF did with the Knights Ren. I don't know if you picked up on this, but when the article first released, they literally went on record and said, "We can exclusively confirm that in the trailer, when Kylo Ren's fucking people up, the Knights. Of- that's the Knights of Ren." And then guess what they had to do? What? They had to walk that. Oh back. no. <laughs> yes. It's been changed on the article, everything. So to me, Nick, I feel like maybe the writer or the whoever wrote the sub column probably got that information and maybe forgot to clear yeah. it. I, I 100% believe the first thing they wrote is legit. So he, they, so he was jacking the Knights of Ren because it looked like he, like, okay. Right, that one scene yeah, where yeah, he yeah. does that cross his saber and he just like fucking picks the dude up and slashes him yep. down. They were saying that was him fighting the Knights yeah. of Ren on record exclusive. Yeah, that makes total sense because that was one of the things that we talked about in our speculation. Yeah, we like it. we're like, dude, that kind of like the guy that he's fucking up. And honestly, now that the, the, you know uh, VF went on record and then went off record and pulled it, I looked as like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that guy in that Vanity Fair shot. You can almost see that it's one of the Knights of Ren. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's... So, it's just it's funny that they came out and they're like, oh, we, you know, with their big dicks, like, oh, we can exclusively say like, that he was fighting the Knights of nope. Ren. And then Disney was probably like, hey, assholes, 
You can't say that, motherfucker. We talked about that off the record, you fucks. Yeah, well, that's a fucking massive reveal. Like, that is saying... Exactly, and the fact that they came and changed it just kind of me... It's a tell. It's like, yeah, we, we yeah, we jacked that up. But yeah, that's a huge because they came and they're like, oh no, we we didn't, we we were mistaken. Sorry, I meant to say that the Knights of Ren are definitely yeah, going to be in the movie. Yeah. It's like you're a piece of yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah, and Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Moving on, another big one here because I mean Nick and I talked about this on another kind of a a speculation cast for Tross when we heard some information about who richard e grant could be playing right do you remember that because he was even like well i can't even tell my family or and i think fans may have an idea who it is that's why we, we have to be so secretive and now we know who he's playing and i'm still going what the fuck was he talking about is he just a great interviewer and throwing people off the trail because richard e grant is playing allegiant general pride of the first Award. yeah exactly so Ale- that's no one i've ever heard allegiant of. general pride is definitely not somebody that I've, I mean, again, I haven't read all of the novels. Maybe he's in there. He could be in the novels, and I haven't heard of him. But if even if you look at like the the Star Wars wiki articles on Allegiant General Pride, the only mention of him is for the Rise of Skywalker and this reveal from Vanity Fair. So like, it's it's not like he was a very known character. I will say this that like, if you want to talk about similarity in names, you could say that his name is similar to. Uh, Governor Price, who was the governor of Lothal. <laughs> I mean, it's one letter off. I love you, Nick. That That's a great fucking stretch. Bro. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying. That's about as stretchy as it gets. Yeah. I mean, I'm... T- ah, dude, I, I, it's like I said, I mean, apparently Grant's just a, an, an expert throwing people off the trail type Yeah, of I mean, maybe he was trying to lead people down the trail of thinking that he was he's like, I can't even, like, tell my family because they may guess, and I'm just going, well... Like, who could it no be? No one would like, guess is, this unless they wrote The it. only other thing that I was saying, I'm like, he, okay, so he's not going to be Thrawn. It's not, it wouldn't make sense. Is he, like, fucking Grand Moff Tarkin's son? Like, is he fucking right. exactly. Wilhoof Tarkin the second? Like, I don't know... <laughs> Yeah, I mean the the image we got of him, he's sitting down and Hux is above him holding his shoulder. Yeah. So, is is jet is a general higher than an allegiant general? To me, the allegiant general pride sounds like he's the captain of like the gay pride <laughs> fair in L.A. <laughs> right? He could be. Like he he's the fucking he's the uh, what do they call the guy? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, the dude that leads the band out. Oh, the, the drum field. major. Drum yeah. major, yeah, drum major. That to me, I see Legion General Pride leading the, the um, the parade at LA's Pride Festival. Yeah, a Legion General to me sounds like an asshole. A, an asshole, but I also is I think it would be higher than General. I think he he's above Hux because like if they, it sounds it, to me, it sounds like almost what our politics have become to where most Republican Congress people have basically given up their charge to defend the constitution and they're allegiant to the leader. Yeah. Doesn't that, that, isn't that kind of how it sounds? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Like an allegiant general, it's almost like his job is to make sure you love the first. Award. Yeah, exactly. Like maintain, maintain your allegiance. <laughs> like what the fuck is that title? I mean, it could be he, like, well, we know that there is a storm true. Like 
the First Order troopers right, are all like mind he's the washed. captain of brainwashing yeah, people. Yeah, it could be. I mean, that's not a bad call. Like, it could be. I mean, even, like, I'm trying to look up, like, a Legion general, and, like, even, uh, you know, within Star Wars, it's just, like, it's a military rank within the First Order. <laughs> like, it doesn't even say, like, where it ranks in terms of the First Order structure. <laughs> so To me, it says... You motherfuckers better keep your allegiance in order or you're going to get fucked. Yeah, which to me, I feel like he would be above Hux then because Hux could even start to like waver a little bit and he comes in he's like, you maintain your allegiance to the First Order, son. And it also... I, I still kind of like the theory where Hux is going to be a double. I think I, I can still buy that. I like it. Also... He's totally snaky enough for that until he feels like he can get his power back. Yeah. Like, he's been so emasculated at the end of TLJ. He's just been, like, shit on so hard by Kylo. Yeah, yeah. Like First scene, he gets made fun of by the Resistance. Then Snoke slaps his face on the ground. Yeah. And, and by the end, Kylo's already thrown him into a few walls. Yeah, so, I mean, like, he's essentially become just a joke. And then I could see a Legion General Pride getting in there and giving fucking Hux some, some good old first order propaganda to get him back on the the straight and narrow yeah, yeah. whipping him up again also richard e grant i mean like the way like you, you mentioned the image that was shown of him he looks so cool as a first order officer like he just looked fucking oh yeah bad he's, he's the epitome of a cock yeah of a cocksucker military yeah leader. and just like the way that the 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 uh the shot is positioned where he's sitting down and then hawks is standing behind him he's a bad motherfucker you know it like you know this dude is just a bad motherfucker like you look at him you're like he's done some fucked up shit before he he is he is your that was a good call earlier on. He is very reminiscent of a Tarkin looking motherfucker. Yeah, I mean like him like he he's not physically imposing, but he just looks evil in in like a bad exactly. person. Exactly. And that's yeah, like perfect to Tarkin cuz Tarkin wasn't physically imposing, but even no. Vader was like, "Ooh, I don't want to fuck with him." Like, well, I mean, Leia made fun yeah. of him. I mean, Leia's like, oh, you know, you're on fucking Tarkin's leash, you little Yeah, bitch. I mean, so I feel like this Allegiant General Pride, Richard E. Grant's going to be one, like a Tarkin-like character. And honestly, Nick, back in the day when I used to watch it, I was like, man, how could she say that about Darth Vader? But now I've seen the prequels, I'm like, yeah, it makes complete sense because he's a fucking yeah, bitch. Yeah, exactly. He is a fucking bitch. Dude, it's so funny. That That's the character Darth Vader. He is a yes sir. Type yeah, he's, of guy. he was a yes man all the way up until the end of, of yeah. uh, fucking Ry- um, Sand hating. <laughs> it's so funny, too, because I'm on like a Google Images page for Richard E. Grant, and one of the images is him photoshopped as Thrawn. <laughs> People were all into <laughs> well, that. That, that ain't happening. They were all into it. All right, so. Uh, Moving on to fact five here, and this is going to be a quick one because I, I think we've, I mean, we basically confirmed this months ago when we had a a uh, kind of a costume leak image that we talked about. But Carrie Russell has finally been officially confirmed as Zori Bliss, who is the kind of rocketeer looking person you've seen in purple. Uh, but to me, the interesting reveal here, Nick, was the fact that she's a member of or lives or belongs to, stays at. The Thieves' Quarter on Kijimi. So why is that interesting? Well, I believe this is key to the plot, and I believe it's probably going to be the Resistance that is going to be enlisting her services to steal something. Yeah, yeah, I I think so too, because 
if anybody needs to enlist the the services of a tried and true thief, it's the resistance right now. The First Order has enough power and enough. Yeah, you, you, know, you would think that they have enough people to do it. Themselves. Yeah, like they just blast their way through anything they're looking for. They fucking send in the Star Destroyers. They send in the garrisons. They get it. But the resistance has to work in a much more surreptitious manner. So that would require the services of a, of essentially a, a fucking, you know, I don't, not, not really a bounty hunter, but like an artifact hunter, like a, like a thief. Well, it's the same thing. I mean, she's essentially a, a Boba Fett, but for stealing. Exactly. Shit. Yeah. Where Boba Fett was for either killing or capturing targets. Zori, to me, is someone that you would go to if you need something that is very hard to gank. Ganked. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's she's an artifact hunter. She's almost kind, kind of, in a way, like, like Drake was like that. Like, Nathan Drake from, from Uncharted. Like, he... Exactly. She She's looking for fine pieces. I mean, Nick, playing into your theory, could she be the one that is going to lead them to a holocron? Is she the one leading them to the Death Star pieces? Something like that. I, I 100, 100% believe that the Resistance is going to tap into her, just like they had to find the shady DJ to help them. Yeah. Progress their, their mission. Yeah, they don't have the resources, but this girl can get them what they need in a relatively safe manner and keep them kind of, you know, uninvolved, you know? I mean, if she gets, if she gets captured, but ultimately do you not feel like she may, especially if she is working for the resistance, possibly get mixed up into the conflict? Or do you feel she will be more Boba fetish where she kind of does something big, but that's about, I don't want it to be a DJ type deal. Like, DJ was kind of like that, where he's like, yeah, I can get you on, and then, like, that was basically it. And he was just like, well, DJ stands for don't join, blah, 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 I'm here for the money, bye. Like, I want I want this character to... I feel like the, the, the galaxy is starting to feel the strain of the First Order now. Like, So you're, you're kind of like, maybe like me, where you almost... Maybe, yeah, she's at first hired for money, wants nothing to do with the good cause, but after seeing some shit that goes down during her mission, she maybe decides to join the good. Yeah. Kind of like Han and, and fucking episode four and a new hope. He's like, I'm yeah. in it for the money. And then, you know, he had Chewbacca pull on his, you know, on his coat saying, what the fuck are we doing here? But then also he had a little bit of, you know, feelings for Leia. I want this character to be like, yeah, I'll do this. Uh, you know, I, I can find you what you need, but then yeah, something goes wrong or, she has like a resistance escort and they, they kind of, you know, talk her into joining the, the cause. But I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's interesting to think about. Um, I, I do think she could end up being a DJ type of character. 100%. Yeah. She could just be a pure plot device to steal something to progress. No, Yeah, you're right. Totally. And I would be uh, totally fine with that because we do have a lot of, we have a lot of characters to follow in this movie already. Exactly. I mean, if done right, it would, it would be perfect. But I, I do agree with you. I think you could enhance the lore a bit if she potentially does have a kind of change of character and realizes, yeah, maybe walking the line in between righteous and scum isn't for me at this point in time. Yeah, totally agree. Maybe I should help out these sad sacks that were almost obliterated, but somehow have stuck around against, uh, you know, impossible odds. 
Good stuff. I hope it's so. There. Who knows? Yeah. It'll be re- interesting. So uh, up next, another one that doesn't really warrant a lot of discussion, but it, it's now been confirmed 100% that this story will be taking place at least uh, up to one year after TLJ, and and even Oscar himself kind of described it as it, it was. It gave us time as a as a group to kind of have our own little stories, get to know each other better, and and a lot of this stuff, Nick, is going to be told in this prequel or tross prequel novel that will be coming out before the movie yeah yeah so this is something that really i i feel like it needed it needed that one year time period because if we didn't have at least a year this whole trilogy would be super rushed and it'd be like two yeah you would you'd be talking a very short time period it would essentially be uh, the john wick of star wars (laughs) yeah yeah that's a good way to put it actually because and I love John Wick, but I mean John Wick's timeline is literally maybe a yeah. Week. But then John Wick also doesn't need to train to become a Jedi. John Wick's already yeah, exactly. a master fucking assassin. So, I mean, he is for all intents and purposes, he is a yeah. Jedi. I mean, the motherfucker's a, a clear. He doesn't even need a fucking lightsaber. No. That's how badass yeah, he's he too is. badass. But yeah, I mean, one <laughs> one year is a perfect amount of time, like Oscar said, to build character. Could you imagine if John Wick was a girl? What people would be doing? Dude, I would fucking love that. I would still love it. She's too OP. It's like, what do you mean? But if it's a guy, oh, he's awesome. She can hit every shot without missing. How is that possible? Right. It's like, all right, yeah. Right, exactly. You know it. You know it would be. You know there would be people out there going, she's too OP. I don't get it, but, I mean, Luke wasn't. Well, you should get it, man. You live in America. I know, but, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And then that kind of rolls into the next item here, number seven, that, Race force training is nearly complete. Right. This is another kind of like no shit Sherlock, yeah. but I mean, whatever. I guess you got to put it out there for the dummies. But yeah, as Nick was, I think, going to say, Ray's pretty much going to be ready to rock by by the time Tross comes around, just like Luke was. And and as I speculated, kind of in the video companion I did for this piece, which I implore you to go check out because obviously you're going to get some other insights, other opinions, and little pictures to splash up while you're watching. Uh, but I think like Luke, Ray's going to have one last challenge, and that challenge is going to be Kylo Ren. Yeah, exactly. Like when uh, Luke went to Dagobah and he was talking to dying Yoda, at one point he says, so I am a Jedi then. And Yoda literally says to him, it's like, no, you have to face Vader. You you have to face Vader before you would become before you become a Jedi. So, yes, he wasn't there, just like Ray's not there at this point. So, yeah, makes total sense. I think it'll be the same same kind of mindset between her and Luke, where Luke, everyone's telling him, like, hey, man, it's a lost cause. It's a lost cause. It's a lost cause. Even Anakin was telling him, dude, give up, son. I'm fucked. Yeah. But, but Luke committed himself to the idea that I know there's good in this fight. Yeah, and that's what, I mean, like, even at the end of TLJ, Ray was still like that with Kylo. Ray's like, she did. I mean, she shut the ramp on him, which to me was kind of the physical sign that she was cutting their connection off for the time yeah. being. Uh, but as we move into number eight, just because Ray shut that door right there at the end of TLJ doesn't mean that these two aren't going to be deepening their force, their force bond, which has been confirmed. These two will deepen their relationship through the force. Uh, that's a no-brainer. Nick and I have kind of talked about we, we're probably going to see this play out in these Force Flash fights. Yep. Uh, I mean, maybe they're related in the end. We just talked about that other rumor out there. 
but uh, Kylo and Ray special bond, which honestly is a bond we haven't seen between Force users up until now, is going to go even deeper than it already yeah. is. So I, I don't know what that means. Uh, it's probably going to lead to the ultimate uh, resolution to all this, which is going to be his redemption, probably through her sacrifice or through her... Her, her uh, I don't want to say love, but probably maybe through her actions, yeah. just like Luke. Well, I mean, I, I think... Uh, but yeah, these two, are, we're, we're going to see more of how they're they're connected. And as Adam Driver calls it, they're maybe bombed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that they needed this, though. I mean, what we, we, we talked about at the end of TLJ was now with Carrie gone and her not being able to play out her full role in this movie, you needed that emotional punch at the end. I mean, you had that emotional punch there at the end of Return of Jedi. You had the attempt at the emotional punch there at the end of Revenge of the Sith. So to have these two characters who are definitely linked in some way, you know, have them build their bond and get to a point to where they are in a state where a a sacrifice or a redemption could lead to an emotional connection between the audience and, and those characters. I mean, like that is needed for, for this film. So I'm, I'm really happy to see that they are going to, going to explore that more. The force bond, like you mentioned was something that we've never seen. Like, yeah, Luke and, and uh, Vader could communicate through the force, but we've never seen, they couldn't fucking see yeah, each like other. They literally or, or fight each other, yeah, <laughs> like blinking through fucking dimensions to fight each other through the force. I mean, it's a completely different set right. of circumstances. So, I mean, I'm like you, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where it's going, but I, I'm probably even more intrigued for their number nine fact, dude. Cause this to me is huge, yeah. especially knowing that we're, we're going to have at least six more movies coming out. If Ryan's going to get his with, which I think Ryan's would be set after nine. Uh, but according to this Vanity Fair article, my friends, this movie is going to put a definitive end to the Jedi versus Sith conflict that has raged in the galaxy for millennia. Like, we're talking 10,000 plus years. I just, I don't, I mean, and this, this how do you I do was going to say, exactly, like, this could be a good thing, but I don't know how this could happen. Because, like, unless they both die... Like, unless, because here's the thing is like, as long as you have a force users out there, then there's going to be the potential for one of the force users to, to abuse it. Unless they just mean that they won't be Jedi and Sith anymore. They'll still be dark side, light side. They'll still be. I I think that's kind of where it's going towards, dude. Kind of like the gray stuff, the middle. Um, You know, Ray. I mean, she's kind of dressed in white. She's not your traditional brown, dark garb type of Jedi. Uh, I do think it's meant to imply that once the definitive names for light and dark are gone, that there there's probably going to be this new approach to the Force where you embrace it all. Yeah. And those who are strong enough will be able to kind of maintain their righteousness, even if they dabble into the dark. But ultimately, you're also going to have the people that probably let the dark dominate them. Yeah, exactly. It just sounds like they're no longer going to be Sith or Jedi, and that kind of gives credence to the whole theory that the, the, 
the idea of the rise of Skywalker is that we're gonna ha- that is the new order of force user. Yeah, yeah. So is you're you're a Skywalker now instead of a Jedi or a yeah, Jedi. yeah. So I, I I don't think that it's gonna like I don't think what they mean by this is it's gonna be the end of the conflict between the dark and the light. Like I don't think that's ever gonna go away. No, I think it's I think it's purely the yeah. factions that were created the the old failed factions i mean the jedi order yoda himself luke it all sucks i mean to me this could almost imply that that luke and palpatine maybe ultimately wipe each other it could out. yeah i mean it definitely could be the, the like luke even sacrifices his yeah, essence the last to 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 vanquish palpatine's yeah essence. i mean that was what i had theorized around how anakin could be used like him coming back in essence to destroy the essence of palpatine but it would also work for luke i mean um and that would like those are the last two vestiges of the old ways really i mean we don't know no i agree i agree so i mean those guys probably have to disappear altogether if this is gonna happen and it's gonna happen because this is fact like this is shit coming from the creator's yeah. mouths uh, and i even believe this was george's ultimate goal too yeah i mean i believe he's the one that made sure this was in there in fact. yeah i mean he he was definitely the one you know and as nick said it's not okay we're just gonna have all good or all bad i, I just think it's the the monikers the orders are gone yeah because you're probably going to still have some people that fuck around in the dark and probably some people that only live in the light and probably some people in the middle. But just because you fuck around in the dark, you're no longer a, a Sith. You may use it for different reasons, different motivations, but you're not a part of the order. Yeah, exactly. Like, there'll probably still be another dark side force user that right. tries to take over the galaxy. Exactly. There's like, no rule of two in this bullshit in Jedi. There's no, you can't marry, you can't have kids. That's all going away. It's, you're Skywalker. Yeah. And you have a connection to the force, and you can tap into both aspects of it. Very interesting. I, I want to see how it plays out, because that is like... Yeah, no, I, it, yeah. like I said, like uh, right when we got into this fact, I'm like, I, I think this is one of the most intriguing facts we have here, because of what it implies for the rest of Star Wars moving Definitely. forward. Definitely. 100% agree. All right, so next up, this is another big one, I believe, <laughs> and, and one we've, we've speculated on and kind of has even been honored in the toy photography community. And that's the fact that 3PO is going to have an expanded role. And, and VF kind of positioned it as he may be taking on the legacy character role in TL, or in Tross. Uh, you know, notably because Luke's dead. Carrie died in real life. So that kind of fucked all that up. So it sounds like 3PO is going to kind of go from being a cameo machine in the sequel trilogy to actually having a full-on role and Daniels himself even said that fans will see him do something unexpected, hence Rampo. <laughs> when I first saw Rampo, I don't know, man. I, I I couldn't wrap my head around it. But hearing this, like Anthony said in the in the piece, and then him having the expanded role, it makes sense. I mean, I almost I almost feel like C three PO is gonna die. Gosh, that would be. I think I think he's gonna sacrifice himself in a heroic turn that he's never done. This is the unexpected thing. He's going to go out like a hero. Wow. That's a good... That would be so good. I mean, who would? Who do you think he would save? I think it would probably be somebody like Poe or Finn. No, I, I think it's going to be... I mean, uh, in the article, it says that 
him and Anthony and Daisy worked multiple oh, okay. scenes. Together. Okay, well then, yeah, it could, it could he could save Ray. That would be such an odd scene, though, right? But no, you're right. I think, I, I mean, honestly, we we've heard this. The big three are going to be together for a lot of yeah. this movie, so I, I do think he's going to be with that core group. Uh, I don't know, man. I I could see this being the first time ever he kind of does a, an R two move, but unlike R two, he doesn't. Survive. Yeah, exactly. R two is known to make his way out of sticky situations, and three PO is really the one that just tags along and gets out along with him. He's done nothing. I mean, let's let's be honest. The guy has done nothing. Yeah, he's he, nothing. He's not in 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 eight movies. He's done nothing. He's not nearly as Besides useful. Bitch moan. Uh, berate R two, give him a complex, and annoy the yeah, humans. Yeah, he's not he's not a a very action oriented, um, you know, uh, jump up to the. He's a worry wart. I mean, he, he's a fucking odds machine <laughs> worry wart. That's all he is. He's good for talking to other systems, and worrying and and bothering. Protocol. People. That's his primary function. Is protocol. Right. Right. So I do. I don't know, man. I I, I could see him going out in a blaze of glory, and I think it would be. I'd probably cry more than anything. Wow, else. yeah. If he dies, man, I, it's definitely gonna elicit some. If emotion. he dies like a fucking boss, dude, get out yeah. of here. I, I'd be level. I'd be like, God damn it, that's beautiful. Dude, if he picks up Chewie's bowcaster, like as being yeah, fucking and, and like saves Chewie or Ray or something, I think that's the one. Fucking he's melted. gotta save Chewie. He's got it because Chewie saved him in in Empire. You're, you're exact. You're one hundred percent. He's gotta right. save Chewie. You're you are exactly right, dude. Or at least throw Chewie's body parts into a bag and carry around on his back. <laughs> like if Chewie gets blown up by a thermal detonator, yeah. C-3PO just carries his fucking rotting parts Yeah, he's around. like, you did this for me once, and I'm going to do it yeah, for Yeah, I can't put you back together, buddy, but I'm going to carry around so we can bury you on yeah. your cheek. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's how fucked up oh, I am. Oh, man. All right, so the last fact here, and this one, I, again, th- this is the type of shit I live for. And they're saying in Tross, we're, we're going to get exposed to some of the origins of the first that's, order. Yeah. And that stuff gets my nipples Yeah, that, like we want to know where this came from. Is this due to... we Nick, you and I know where it came yeah, from. Yeah, I mean, this is the... The first order came from yeah, Exactly. Palpatine. It's the vestiges of the Empire. It's Palpatine's I'm telling you right plan. now, but to me, the interesting thing here is I think we're finally going to see how he yeah, did Yeah, like exactly what he left behind to ensure... That this new evil rose, right. and I think I think it's going to pay off on what we know already about Cinder, mm-hmm. what was explored in Battlefront Two. I think we're going to see the the whole plan. Yeah, now. exactly. Not just pieces of it. How everything. We're, we're going to see how he got Snoke looped up into it. If he didn't possess him, all this stuff, and that gets me excited because in the end, I love just the the deep nugget lore shit. Like, the, the, the stuff that most people on the surface could care less about. But to me, yes, I want to know exactly where these people came from. Uh, Resistance gave us a little bit of this stuff, right, Nick? They, 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 they kind of showed us, okay, they existed, but now we're going to show you how they built up their war machine to where what you saw they did in TFA. That was great. I'm hoping here we, we, we kind of get maybe a, a, a flashback or an explanation of how they became so powerful why they look like a modern carbon copy of the empire so on yeah so exactly forth. like the thing is is there's a lot of similarities between the rise of the empire and the rise of the first order they both started off well 
they both came out of a political system. I mean, the empire came to be because Palpatine worked his way through legit government to become the chancellor. The empire was the good guys. The empire was the republic. And the First Order rose out of the New Republic being a essentially a a a like a super I guess you would call them super militaristic you know section of the New Republic that wanted to break off the, like, they're they're the Taliban yeah basically yeah pretty perfect example yes and like you say yeah in in uh Isis whatever you want to say that that's who the first order yeah is. in resistance we got to see how they went from small militant group to huge military force without anybody knowing we you know they were mining these planets and they were you know building up their army in the the outer edges of space not the unknown regions quite but in in the unexplored kind of outer rims of the of the galaxy so to see how it all came about to start though is what would be really fucking important and really interesting to all of us crazy oh, i agree so. i mean I, I think it'd be huge and, and honestly people now we've reached the end of our 11 facts if you really sit there and think about these 11 facts i think they address pretty much any issue you've probably had with the sequel trilogy up until yeah now. i mean what else are we missing like we're gonna outside of getting any concrete luke stuff in here i, I don't know what else you could want to maybe work towards your yeah i mean if you more more on kylo and ray more on the first order origins the knights of ren the first order where they came yeah i mean this is probably gonna include more information on snoke too i know that you know even like even me well you would hope so if we're gonna learn the origins of the first order considering he was the supreme leader i mean yeah i mean that should be a given that we find out more about this fucking super powerful dark dark side user that you know ran a very powerful faction of the galaxy and essentially destroyed an entire uh governmental system with one blast of a of a super weapon so would be cool would be cool if we find out a little bit more about him yeah so that that's those are your 11 facts about tross's plot you, these literally legitimately take them to the bank storm they're good to go I still want you to check out the video, so you can do that on youtube.com slash starwarstimeshow, or just go to starwarstime.net, hit that right sidebar, and snag on that YouTube link. And if you get there, just go ahead and subscribe and like the videos. That really helps us out. All right, Nick, so before we we enter our final segment of the night, the fandom segment, the one we live for, the top five, just real quick— we don't have to spend any time on this. I just want to do a public service announcement for those of you that kind of like the, the weird, <laughs> the oddities of the internet, the web gems, if you will. So uh, this week I, I kind of stumbled upon – actually, it was last week, but I was lazy on vacation didn't post it. But <laughs> someone out there uh, who runs a YouTube channel called The Emergent VFX, they created – or they – they didn't create anything. They they modded a Game of Thrones scene, uh, in particular the Clegane Bowl from the penultimate episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, they added lightsabers yeah. to it. So <laughs> if you're a Game of Thrones fan and a Star Wars fan and you like the Clegane Bowl, go ahead and check out the video on StarWarsTime.net. Just do StarWarsTime.net. Scroll down to our fandom section. It will be in there. Check it out. It, it's, it's a pretty well-done edit i mean this dude literally just 
expertly dubbed in red lightsabers for Sandor and Gregor's swords, and it just makes the scene that much Oh, yeah. Better. It was super cool. And, it, like, even at one point right. in the fight, you see uh, when when Sandor pulls out the dagger, it's a little blue lightsaber. Oh, yeah, it, it turns yeah. blue. It's like, <laughs> and they, 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 they're playing the Duel of the Fates behind it. it. It's just it's very well done. So we're not going to spend any much more time on that. I just wanted to point it out there. Every once in a while, StarWarsTime.net, we're, we're still trying to kind of throw out the nonsensical because, honestly, people, that's why I like the Internet. I like when people get creative and do weird stuff like this. So when time permits, we're going to get it out there. So check it out. So, Nick, let's go get into the, the bread and butter of the Friday show here. And that's, I think, to both of us, it's one of our favorite segments just because of the joy we know it gives to the people we're talking about, as well as just the, the, the community feedback we've, getting, been, uh, we've been getting from these people. And, and that's our top five Instagram Star Wars artist features of the week. As always, I spend my, you know, Saturday through Friday every morning, first thing, literally the first thing I do when I wake up. This is no joke. You can check the timestamps if you want. Okay, it might not be the first thing. I might take a shit. I might read some news about how fucked up the world is. And then I get into this. But either way, before I leave my bedroom every morning, I scroll through uh, Star Wars Time Show on Instagram. I look at the hashtag Star Wars Time Show. I'll just scroll through our feed, and I will look for amazing Star Wars art pieces from the community. And that could be toy photography, it could be illustrations, paintings, diorama building, whatever. And I will share four images every day, at least four. And then come Friday, my buddy Nick sits down and goes through the you know 50-plus images. How many are out there? Obviously, if I did math, it's definitely not 50, but I can't do math, so it is what it is. Nick will limit those down to his five favorite shares. And that's what we're going to talk about yeah. right now. So top five this week. I got a little a little fun, a little crazy in there. We have some mishmashes. We have some illustrations. We have some solid toy photography as well. So we have a lot of fun stuff here in the top five. And we're going to kick it off with one of Matt's good buddies in the toy photography world, Mr. One Stick Shooter, Trevor. Um, and he put out a absolutely fantastic shot of... Uh, old Luke, so we have the the you know prequel trilogy or the sequel trilogy Luke, and then R two D two, and this is mimicking a shot I believe from the Vanity Fair piece that that Annie Leibovitz. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, this is this is an Annie Leibovitz in toy yeah. form. I mean, spot the fuck on. I mean, the guy nailed it. I mean, if you read Trevor's comment here, I mean, he was obviously motivated from seeing this. He recreated it, and he's like. You know, a very humble guy, of course, <laughs> says, didn't really nail the nice, soft lighting of the original. It's like, okay, dude, still looks yeah, fucking great. Yeah, it looks incredible. But I wanted to take a stab at reproducing it. And here, all of the effects are done in camera, outside of the sparks, and a little bit of the flames. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> like, holy right. shit. I mean, the yeah. lighting effects that he gets in the background, the, the yeah. mix of colors, the way that you yeah. have the light... That's even showing through Luke's, um, you know, robe. You like, it. just that's how you fucking do it, buddy. Like this guy. I, I've told you this before, Nick. To me, uh, there, there's a few key things you need to to have if you're a toy photographer. You, you got to know how to light. Got to know how to pose. Got to know how to frame. Yep. 
This is called the trifecta. And right and here. that's what tra- the light, the pose, the frame. Yeah, that's what that's what Trevor, aka one six, is is known for. Like he's been on the top five multiple times. I mean, he's a fucking yeah, pro. The guy. He's a pro. Literally, the guy gets paid to take pictures of yeah, toys. If you just go to his Instagram page at one six underscore shooter and you scroll down through it, I mean, it's not just Star Wars stuff. It's everything geek related. You have Star Trek. You have Blade Runner. I mean, honestly, Nick, one six's account to me is proof that Instagram is fucked up beyond repair. <laughs> The guy doesn't even have 10,000 fucking followers. I know. Yet. It's fucking crazy. Like, when you've seen, if you followed along with us and you've seen the, the, the shots that we shared of him, there's... Just scroll through his page. You scroll through his page, you feel like you're looking at an artist's, like, fucking coffee table yeah. book. I mean... Like a guy that makes thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars to create art, and he puts it out there for free and doesn't even have 10,000 followers because Instagram is fucking stupid. Yeah, it's fucking it's it's crazy, but this man is a fantastic artist. Make sure to give him a follow on Instagram. I mean, dude, it's insane that this shot doesn't even have over a thousand fucking likes. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I've seen we've talked about this offline. Yeah. <laughs> I've showed shit to you where my jaw just drops and I go, "What the fuck is going on? Why do I even do this hobby?" Yeah, I don't know. I'm talking like people literally take pictures of a figure standing straight up and down, zero pose, nothing, and are clear in fifteen hundred, two thousand. Yeah, lights. it's like you—it's basically just the picture that's on the front of the box that's just taken with right. a better camera. They're standing there, they—they they may just literally have some grass behind them and a little bit of atmosphere aerosol sprayed around, and there we go, fifteen hundred, two thousand. Crazy, lights. but yeah, if you. Like, what the fuck? Then you got shit like this from Trevor, where it's literally any leave of its quality, and he didn't even break a yeah, thousand. It's fucking nuts. It's insane. Fuck it's you, insane. Instagram. Fuck you, Facebook. Fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. Eat dicks. Yeah, just real terrible, terrible stuff. That's Instagram's algorithm. Either way, if you want to see what it's what it's like to call yourself a pro toy photographer... Check out this shot from one six shooter. That's all you top notch stuff. Another returning top five member here in a, a, a favorite Mr. action. Yeah. Here. A favorite of the star Wars times boys. This is everything, everything, everything Kylo ever, 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 ever and he's back with the newest figure on the block. One that Matt himself. Yeah. This <laughs> motherfucker somehow got himself in the galaxy's edge and he didn't buy all the exclusives. For the Star Wars time game. I mean, that that just hurts deep down. Have you not heard me talking about this on the cast, people? Saying, if you go, shower me <laughs> with the goods. With the, Nick will pay I for will. them. All right? You just have to send them, and Nick will pay for them. <laughs> I'm, I'm not looking for freebies here. Yeah, we'll, we'll shell out. But, Jesse, I know, I know you sent a set to Alonzo, bro. <laughs> I know you sent a set to Alonzo, a.k.a. Manny Bothans died for this intel. So good. Such a good name. Okay. But Manny Bothans. But yeah, so Matt. As in many Bothans, but Manny Bothans. Break, break down this shot I'm, here. I, hey, Jesse, I'm just <laughs> kidding, bro. I mean, honestly, Nick's going to get my shit. If he doesn't, I'm going to cut off his yeah, dick. Yeah, I will be there. And but anyways, I'll get these figures. It just would have been cool to get them early. So, hey, if you go again, wink, wink, your boy, <laughs> Haywood Pop. You, you know up. him. 
I got money. Featured at Star Wars Celebration, Haywood Pop. That guy. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I got PayPal. I can wire it to you. Show some love. But so, Matt. Hook a brother up. (laughs) Again, dude. We're just (laughs) What we have here. Either way, let's get into a shot. We have a First Order Mountain Trooper. First Order Mountain Trooper is also one that we haven't seen too much of yet in the movies. Like, we've... He no, we we haven't yeah, seen I it say, at all. Like, we, I, mean, I believe he's brand new. I don't even know if we're gonna see him in in Rise. I mean, he could very well just have been created for. Yeah, him. I was gonna say like this isn't something that I can remember seeing. I know that we get different types of troopers every now and then, but First Order Mountain, we've never really been around mountains outside of crazy. He's, he's very uh, Nick. Wouldn't you agree? He's kind of scarif. Yeah, looking? the helmet is definitely reminiscent of the scarif troopers from Rogue One. And obviously, we've said it multiple times, Rogue One has the best new troopers on the block. And this shot is, from from everything from Jesse, it's just fantastic. I mean, it's an action shot. That's what I said. I mean, he's he's action Jackson. I mean, in Jesse's, his space, unlike mine, mine's more just kind of static portrait boring shit. Jesse's space is the fucking action yeah. world. Uh, every shot he puts out, he's got great action poses. He always has excellent special effects. This one, I believe, if you check out his account, you can see some BTS. He also excels at doing that. Uh, he's got this guy in a wire, but the, uh, the the smoke and the bokeh and the giblets you're seeing, that's just a little puddle he created with a can of spray air. <laughs> it's either a can of spray air or atmosphere aerosol, but he's using the uh, kind of the propulsion of the can to kick up like the... the little- the smoke, water, the, the particles, the water, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, it, it's just great. I mean, this is the type of stuff I love. I love the practical shit. I don't like when you have to use a lot of digital manipulation. Uh, it's a good pose. It, it, it's very, uh, you know, he, he's ready. For, he's going to go kick someone's yeah, ass. It looks like he's running on a beach, like he's running through a beachhead into a battle. I mean, this is fucking right. badass. I just, I, I wish I could pose like this. Uh, I tried posing with wires last week, and with my gimp-ass busted fuck-up right hand, it's nearly impossible, and I almost threw my $1,000-plus camera 50 <laughs> So I, after last week, I've decided if I'm going to do any photography while this cast is on, it's got to be basic as yeah, fuck. static. Because, I mean, I almost had a stroke <laughs> over trying to pose General Grievous Nick. It's a miracle that cocksucking figure hasn't been melted <laughs> into a pile of goo. Well, now we know. Now we know that you just gotta wait it out. You know, we know that you have the figure that that grievous figure we talked about last week. So I know that that's one that you were you know waiting to to get into. Oh, I sh- I got some shots, man. I got I think I got some decent ones. I think they're decent. Instagram's gonna think they're shit and only show to like ten people, but I think they're decent. But I'm telling you right now, that figure got fucked up <laughs> i mean i was lighting off crackling balls its cape is fucking scorched all over the place well that could be good use. I, mean, I literally have holes in his cape dude, already. that could be perfect use for some for some battle wearing and you know fuck yeah dude i don't <laughs> care i mean dude grievous grievous is a 30 dollar figure big deal i also busted out my fucking 80 dollar dooku and stained his cloak fucking blue. Oh. so that that's a fuck up that's when you go Okay, maybe we shouldn't use colored smoke bombs when we're dealing with expensive figures, but hey, it is what it is. I didn't have my tried and true M80 white smoke, so I busted out a blue one, and now my Dooku cape literally has a nice purple stain on the bottom corner. 
which as I can't even use Nick's excuse to say it looks like it's just weather. No, it, just, it looks like fucking Dooku was at a yeah. raid. Dooku just came back from the club and it's got yeah, some purple. I mean, he, he just paint. fucking ate some Molly and he's a little cracked oh, out. Man. But whatever, it is what it is. <laughs> I had fun doing it. I blew a lot of shit up. That's what. Rock that's what's roll. important. But anyways. Ever thing. I, I, I still remember when I first realized that Jesse's handle was ever thing and not yeah, everything. Yeah, the first time we shared. But now, anytime I see it now, I got to like say ever, ever, ever yeah, thing. Uh, so, my first share. Good job, buddy. Jesse, we love you, bro. Keep just it Just like that. So next up, we have a fantastic shot. Is this a new this one is, This is a, a first-time top fiver at BH underscore 726 on Instagram. And this is a really, really incredible shot of of the empire just the empire captured encapsulated in one shot so you have vader in the front ignited lightsaber out and standing in the sand flanked by stormtroopers and then you also have a a sand trooper kind of like shadowed in the back a little bit um so i mean this is just it's just a really cool shot the way that hey you're right at at a point i almost thought that was a death trooper but i think with the shoulder pauldron up there yeah yeah i thought it was death trooper at first too and i looked at the helmet a little bit and it just looks like it's a shadowed you know sand trooper there but i don't know dude this badass like i was just at the beach myself and i I got one night of shoots i don't really think anything is even good nothing's remotely as good as this but uh you can tell he used something here he might have just thrown sand to kind of get that particle effect but look how much that adds i know yeah yeah uh, and this would probably be a good shot without it, but I'm telling you, man, it's all about getting some form of atmosphere in your shot, be it particles, smoke, dust, atmosphere, aerosol, whatever. It really does enhance. A oh, picture. yeah. And if you look down, like right by Vader's left foot, if you're if you're looking at the image, it would be Vader's left foot, not the left yeah, foot. I know here. where you're going with this. It looks like he's kicking up sand, like he's moving, so you can exactly. feel the motion right. of the image. Like exactly. so that and then like you said, the the sand that's being thrown up, you know, making that atmospheric effect. And then also he's got some lens flare going in there, like good old JJ, our friend. Oh yeah, I mean, just everything he did here, the 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 light, it's just it's a fucking banging shot. It really is. It's just it's well composed. I love the framing here. As you said, having the ensemble behind him really adds to it. And this is something I kind of struggled out when I first started. It's how to compose a shot and add to it. I mean, sometimes these figures look fucking awesome just by themselves. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's kind of why I'm into the portrait scene because that's what portraits are. But in the end, these these toy shots look a thousand times better when you've got the the atmosphere going on with the particles. I mean, that, that's something I really didn't even start doing until maybe a year or two ago. It, it, does, it just makes shots a thousand times better. And the lighting, the posing, uh, all the characters in the background. I mean, it's just a fantastic yeah, shot. Yeah, so at BH underscore two seven two six and, and that vader by the way is the best fucking vader out there twenty dollar new hope vader released 40th anniversary black series it's fucking wow. dope that's a twenty dollar figure that looks real yep really fucking good yep 20 nice. bucks very nice so yeah give him a follow at bh726 on instagram at bh underscore 726 sorry about that on instagram good shot there next up <laughs> so number four 
is a yeah. <laughs> is a fantastic yes, match yes. Uh, mashup by yeah. <laughs> at Cad's Toys K A D Z T O Y Z, and we have a Kermit the Frog in Kylo garb <laughs> wielding a green lightsaber. Oh, it's hilarious! Star Wars Day uh, share here it says, "May the frog be with you." So I just thought this was hilarious. I mean. Not only the fact that we have Kermit here in a Kylo, you know, Kylo uniform, but the the way that the shot is composed, it looks like he's staring into the face of a battle. He's got fucking Oh yeah, <laughs> he's got his big fat Kermit mouth open like Kermit usually is like oh! <laughs> just, oh man, it's so cool. It is. I mean, I want to see I want to see a Muppets episode. I like know, this. yeah, like I can remember like I want to see Miss Piggy roll up, you know, in a in a ray outfit. Dude, I, I can remember from when I was a kid there was a Muppet Babies, the cartoon episode. Fuck yeah, and it was dude! Star I mean, Wars, I know dude. we're we're quite a ways apart, but I, dude, Muppet Babies was my fucking. Dude, I shit. love Muppet Babies, and they you you were probably. I mean, honestly, you're probably watching Muppet Babies on reruns. I was watching them when they were like yeah. legit on Saturday morning. Yeah, right there was a Star Wars episode. There was a, I can remember seeing the Star Wars episode of Muppet Babies, and and she was and Miss Piggy was dressed up as Princess Leia. And you had Fozzie was Han, and then or Fozzie might have been Chewie. Well, I mean, yeah. shit, dude. Uh, Hamill, Mark Hamill. I don't know if it was. I mean, he did a Star Wars deal with the Muppets. Yeah, so, uh, like, I just love like shit like this is so cool, dude. And I believe that's where Pigs in oh, Space yeah. <laughs> comes from. Oh, yeah. And then, oh man, dude. Yeah. So this is just a super fun shot. A, I do, I do like the green lightsaber yeah. touch because that really that just gives it that much more. Flair. Like it would have still been in the top five if he had like the typical Kylo, you know, cross guard <laughs> saber. But giving it the green, you're right, is like that extra little yeah. bit of detail where he's like, "This is Kermit the Frog. This uh, motherfucker's got a green lightsaber." It's still, it's just Kermit's head and his mouth just going. <laughs> oh man, I feel like that's essentially what the inside of Kylo's mind looks like anyways. Yeah. So, so <laughs> but speaking of cads, I'm telling you right now, dude's getting another feature probably next week because he cooked up another entertaining shot. And it, it's honestly, it is the, it's the visual representation of what I've been saying to Nick for years now about Kylo in terms of why didn't anyone around him remind him that Darth Vader sucked? Yeah. Like, and that's not who your role model would should be. So th- there's your tease for CADS. But we definitely have another CADS toy shot coming up to be featured on at Star Wars Time Show on Instagram. Keep an eye out. So our number five for this week is not toy photography at all. Th- yep. This is, a brand- this is actually a brand new find for me yeah, as well. So this is a, a beautiful illustration done by at super underscore scoundrel on Instagram of Kylo Ren... T-R-O-S, so Rise of Skywalker, Kylo, we have the cracked helmet. We can see the red inlay in the cracks showing it being put together. Right. Nick, what what he's working off here. I mean, yeah, he did draw this and illustrate it, but this is the... Um, uh, sorry, I knew that was coming. <laughs> this is the uh, box art we were shown or we saw for some of the Hasbro figures. That are okay, about. okay, so... That, that's at least where he's got the Yeah, pose. so he's got a little reference here. But the, the way that he did this and, and the, the coloration, the, the, the style of the illustration, especially in the lightsaber, uh, this, it really pops. And I mean, like... It's a... Dude, it's yeah, insane. I mean, 
I wish I had the skill that some of these artists have, like some of these traditional illustrators have. Mind-boggling, bro. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's right where I was going. I'm going to tell you right now, right now, artists in terms of people that, that draw or paint or color, to me, are they're, they're aliens. <laughs> I don't even fucking know how this happens. These toy photography people are artists too. But their subjects are created for them. They just got to dress them up, pose them, figure out backgrounds, this, that, and the other thing. That's still very difficult. Don't get me wrong. I do it myself. What these motherfuckers are doing, like Super Scoundrel, it doesn't even make sense to me. It's like uh, it's akin to a a programmer that cooks up a fucking video game in their fucking head. I mean... With like 100,000 lines of random garbage fucking wonky code syntax. (laughs) I don't get this. I don't get how some motherfucker can just sit there on an iPad or something and draw this with their goddamn fingers. I I just – I don't know if like – I don't I just don't have this part of the brain. Like the artistic side of things was always kind of like lost on me. I could – I don't have this. I don't have the music. I don't have the programming. I basically have nothing. Yeah, like I can, I can hang with the programming. I've done some animation. Like I was school for animation, and I, you know, I did a lot of it in 3ds Max, Maya stuff like that. And I could put together some cool. I can't even draw a straight <laughs> like, line. That's no yeah, joke. I like can't. that's what kind of held me back in my artistic, you know, dreams was that I could never really draw or illustrate or build something with my own hands. Like, can you explain to me what makes something an illustration versus a drawing? I mean, I guess like is illustration just means it's color. Illustration is more like it's, yeah, it's like inked in like, you could think of like comic book art as illustrations. And then, but I guess like, you know, and then a drawing is more of just like pencil pen black like pencil black and white kind of stuff to where yeah all right so, yeah yeah i mean it's all nonsense yeah i don't but. like i don't know if you're listening scoundrel and you and you can give us a better breakdown yeah, is is there like a pure definition of like what why would you call yourself an illustrator versus say a or just an artist or, or a yeah i mean maybe it's a bit of a maybe it's like a bit of both maybe know. you I mean, start with the drawing and then it becomes the illustration after you add in the color also it, that's kind of what i'm thinking yeah. nick I, I believe it's it can't be considered an illustration until it's yeah colored. could be could be so if you're listening scoundrel one give us a little breakdown on that and two also if you could just Give us an idea. Did you do this on an iPad? Is this something that you like drew by hand and then uploaded and then did the coloration in Photoshop on your computer? All around fantastic art piece right here. I would take this and hang it on my wall any fucking day right. of the week. Yeah, and, and while you're while you're processing Nick's requests, if you want to just go ahead and doctor up a few tattoo options for myself. Matt's finally getting into the tattoo feel. Like he's go ahead. He feels left like me and, and our intern Ryan both got Star Wars tattoos at Celebration. I like how we're, we still call intern him intern Ryan. Ryan. That does, speaking of, he, he's forever intern Ryan, especially because <laughs> his lazy ass hasn't done a, a fucking comic book write-up for like yeah, two I mean, months come now. Come on, intern. Intern Ryan. We got to get yeah, back. So that, that's why he is the intern. But uh, yeah, we, we, we were trying to poke and prod Matt. Like, come on, man. It's time for you to get a tattoo. Starting to come around to it a little bit. Here you go. Here you go. 
it has nothing to do with I, I, I don't want them. It's just I'm so fucked up <laughs> in the head. I need I need a work of yeah. art. Like I, I just I, I can't settle for just whatever. Yeah, you need to do like I honestly want intern Ryan's fucking piece. You need to just do like he did. So when they announce Anaheim, yeah, with, with that, with that motherfucker got that's that's exactly what's been in my head in terms of that's the type of stuff yeah. I want. Yeah, and it, not just a drawing of Vader, but that fucking drawing. Yeah, like Vader. a beautiful artistic rendition. But now that Vader. motherfucker has it, so I'm fucked. You got to think of a new one. You got to pick a new a new piece i i couldn't even do it i couldn't even do a new character in that style he he's to me he owns the style now oh no yeah i would i would do i would still do vader but i would pick a different style like because vader's your homeboy like you can't just all right so i'll do a i'll do a vader stick (laughs) just a stick figure with the vader (laughs) helmet on it you know what i think would be fucking pete i'll like i'll like get him a pen and sharpen it and he just stab it i mean like there's a lot of cool rendition if you look out there there's a lot of cool artistic renditions of vader that aren't like geometric or something like that like i'm sure but they exist already i mean that that a geometric vader existed already i can guarantee i mean dude got the first ever at least from that artist that type yeah i mean I mean, she very, she very may well start reproducing it yeah. now because how it turned out. But that, that's yeah. it. He got but it was, it's been, it's, it's out there though. Like geometric, like not maybe not tattoos just like Ryan's, but like geometric portrayals of Vader have been on the internet for a bit. So. Yeah, I, I, you I can get it. it though, man. I think you could find a new style. In the end, scoundrel, hook yeah. me up. Honey. Get get. Um, Either way, we, we love your art, and I'm telling you right now, you're on my radar, and you're definitely going to be shared uh, more than just this Kylo one because I've seen your Ray piece from Tross. It's fantastic. It just comes down to how big of a homer do we want to yeah. look like. I mean, I, I do make an effort to spread things out uh, because there are a few of you out there that literally put out top-notch shit, and it's not shit. I'm just a moron, and I like using cuss <laughs> words. Literally top level art week in and week out, multiple times a week. Sometimes it's very hard for me to not just go, okay, here we go. It's time for this guy, this guy, this guy. Basically, I could do weekly features of yeah. accounts. Yeah, I mean, uh, but I make it a a mission of mine every day to find one new account, and it's getting harder and harder. But I'm keeping at it. Luckily, last week I found Super Scoundrel because uh, this dude clearly needs way more followers. Putting out some fantastic illustrations yeah. of your favorite Star yeah. Wars bros and sisters. Yeah. Go follow him at Super underscore Scoundrel on Instagram. Tons of great shit up there. Already a Zori Bliss image up there for those of you who are looking for the new characters. So. Oh, speaking of Zori, just, just wait. Our other resident favorite artist, Daz Tibbles, has been putting out some fucking insane shit, too. Very so. nice. Very nice. I'm just sitting on it. Like I said, sometimes I got to sit on, on some of the big boys. I mean, I, I dropped another work more or less shot this week. He did a absolutely insane Digirama shot from the Phantom Menace between Qui-Gon and, and Darth Maul. I mean, it's you would think the dude somehow reached into his TV screen and placed action figures into the scene when they're fighting on the boo it's just yeah. nuts uh, but point being like i said th- there's some fantastic accounts out there on ig 
We've brought him up more than a few times these days on Star Wars Time Show. I make it a mission to find some new ones, but in the end, you're probably going to get some of these all-stars sprinkled throughout these casts. But, uh, Nick, I think we've done it. I, I think we've, we've caught everyone up. We've caught ourselves up. We took a week off, which is why you, all of you just got a two-hour <laughs> Star Wars Time Show. I know they're probably not your favorite. I don't even know if they're my favorite, but I can tell you right now, Time has flown, as Nick and I have been talking, because we took a break and we had some excellent stuff to talk about. I mean, we covered some Tross stuff. We, we talked about our fandom. We talked about Game of Thrones, for Christ's sake. That's what we do on the Star Wars Time Show, the Friday edition. So hopefully all of you have been entertained. Hopefully you've actually made it for the full two hours. If you had, we've got your Battle of Yavin medals ready to send to you. I know it's tough. I know intern Ryan says it's damn near impossible to listen to us for more than an hour. That's why we keep him at the intern rank. But in the end, we do hope you are getting some sort of enjoyment out of this. We have gotten some feedback back. We have implemented it, so keep it coming. Like I said, we're here. We're listening. Those of you that are listening and you want stuff that you think could make the, the, the show better, myself better, Nick better, Pete the Cat better, let us know. DM us on IG. That seems to be your favorite way to get in touch. But you can also reach us through StarWarsTime.net. All right, people, let us know. How we doing? You liking this stuff? Uh, our numbers are still looking good. They're still going up. We didn't do as many shows in May as we did in April, but our numbers are almost right there. Uh, I don't even think we did as many ads as we usually do. Numbers are staying up there, so that's a good sign. But we do rely on all of you to keep things growing because in the end, as much as Nick and I like doing this stuff, we do love it or we wouldn't do it. I mean, all this is free. No one's making any money. We're losing money. But we do need signs that we're doing something good that that people are listening that people are subscribing liking rating reviewing all that stuff so please those of you that are listening for the first time or maybe the second third time if you have not liked rated reviewed on your podcast platform of choice please do you don't know how much that helps us it is massive in terms of getting organic traffic to the podcast to the site to the YouTube channel. Speaking of YouTube channel, we're on there too, youtube.com slash Star Wars Time Show. Please, if you watch a video there, if you watch your cast there, like those casts. The more likes we get, the more chance we have them popping up in people's recommendations. So while we put our best foot forward, or at least our average foot forward, we ask those of you that are getting some form of entertainment out of this to, you know, kind of do your part. Comment engage rate review share promote tell your friends tell your mom tell your kids tell your wife right we need the word out there we need to love you don't see our hands out right you don't see us begging for money there's no patreon bullshit baked in the star wars time yet yet yes <laughs> yet Probably never. I mean, you got to give me credit, Nick. I've been running another site for 10 years. I've yet to fucking stick my hand out for donations. I look at it as if if enough people aren't coming here, then I'm not doing my fucking job. So why the fuck should I ask people to fucking pay me? But there are a lot of people out there smaller than us that are asking for payments. We're not. All we're asking for is your listenership, your loyalty, and maybe even your fealty at one point in time. 
And you know where you can pledge all that. And that's at StarWarsTime.net. That's where you can get all the subscription links to whatever medium you want to consume our content. And in fact, just go there anyways because we'll, we'll put out throughout the week just random posts that we may not even talk about. So StarWarsTime.net, people, there's always time for Star Wars time. Get it in your head. There's even a little song. There's always time for Star Wars time. There's always time for Star Wars time. See, if you swing your arms around, it makes sense. All right, people, we love you. That's why we do what we do. Until next time, may the Force be with you always.